Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! You know that it's Godfather, Indeed. and I'm in charge of the show <laughs> when there's Metallica. Yep. Thought that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, Greg likes to break out the what do I, Steely I Dan yeah, in the seventies, but uh, when I'm in the when I'm in the pilot seat, uh, the Metallicas and the yep. M and M's and the ACDCs come out. That's true. So it's good. Know. You know, welcome back to Godfather, or welcome to Godfather, depending on yes uh, how you're First finding timers. us. Um, we might have a small but committed audience, and we do. Uh, yay, Fodderheads. That is fine by us. Uh, we're glad that, uh, delighted that you would uh, tune in to um, Greg Heineke and myself uh, as we um, as we dig into things that we're learning through podcasts and books and uh, and one another uh, as we seek to enlighten you uh, for you know thirty to forty minutes yep. a pop. Um, tonight we're looking at Death Fodder. Hmm. Death fodder. Uh, you know, you might be intimidated by that title, um, and maybe you should be because death is kind of intimidating. Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Part of our mind and thinking series. Yes. Mind and thinking, thinking about death, thinking about grief, uh, thinking about uh, all the emotions that accompany uh, when we are uh, immersed in death. Which, um, you know, as you as you get older, uh, it happens a little bit more frequently around you. Yeah, uh, you notice it a little bit more, and so that's the topic. Of uh, of our show, uh, knowing of course you could tune into seventy five seven hundred thousand or so yeah. uh, other podcasts that talk about any number of things, many things that Greg and I love, uh, and this is one where it gives you the the cliff notes yeah. on things that we uh, we find interesting. So, so spend a little time so with spend us a little time tonight. So let's uh, jump in uh, as we uh, customarily do with uh, some trivia All right. around seat. around our topic. All so, right. Greg, you are in the hot seat. Uh, it's been a while, but death, let's do it. Death and burial. Are you ready, sir? Okay. Okay. So this comes from Mental Floss. Uh, uh, it's um, you can uh, find that online and take it yourself. And I've uh, taken the quiz, and now it's Greg's turn. Okay. All right. These are true or false. Number one, graves were originally dug six feet deep to pre- to prevent the spread of disease. True or false? Hmm. False. That is true. Dang. The mayor of London set this burial limit during a ni- or during the 1665 plague outbreak in Europe. Okay. All right. Uh, 0 for one. That's yep, right. You can get it back. Doing, that's uh, well. Number that's two. Right, let's go. <clears throat> embalming dead bodies makes them safer to be around. True or false? False. That is correct. Uh, dead bodies aren't necessarily harmful to human health to begin with. All right, number three. You are more likely to be killed by a vending machine than by a shark. True or false? True. That is true. Sharks kill, on average, less than one person every two years in the U.S. Do we know how many vending machines kill? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was wondering. I was like, why a vending machine? <laughs> you know, arm gets stuck I and like, you die of hunger uh, and nobody else is around. Is no. It, uh, yeah. On another episode, maybe I'll tell yeah. you my vending machine okay. story. Because oh, yeah. uh, it wasn't about to kill my friend. But, uh, <laughs> I can't wait. Could happen. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, vending machine fodder yep. uh, coming to a podcast. Awesome. You. Something right. to look forward to. <laughs> uh, number four, LOL used to mean loss of life. Oh. No, I don't think so. False. It is actually true. This uh, abbreviation was used in at least one version of telegraph code. Okay. 
dead bodies sit up on the medical table. True or false? True. That is true. A dead body may twitch or make small movements, but nothing this dramatic. Uh, they lay them down. Uh, number six, hair and nails continue growing after death. I, I do think that's true. It is, is actually it? false. Oh. This illusion is actually caused by the nail beds and scalps of corse, corpses retracting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, some 19th century coffins were built with bells to prevent people from being buried alive. True or false? Yes, yeah, that is true. That is true. Because um, we didn't quite know. And so <laughs> didn't quite know. A, exactly. Gotta have a way out. Exactly. Gotta have a, gotta have a way. They also, <laughs> horrible. They, they called them safety coffins, yep. and they also installed them with flags or air tubes. Oh. I mean, could is there anything worse than no. waking up in a coffin? I... <laughs> Too many uh, it's shows ringing on and that things. bell. Like, oh man! Yep. Um, all right, this one. Uh, this one's interesting. Uh, something called the psychological immune system may protect you from the terror of imminent death. Mm-hmm. Is that true or false? It sounds awesome. So true. It is true. Yes. As you approach death, your brain actually makes it easier to process. All right. I'm so, coming back a little yeah, bit. You're coming back. Uh, number nine, the Victorians photographed deceased loved ones as part of their grieving process. Yeah, I think that's true, too. It is true. Uh, number ten, it's illegal to die in illegal to die in long year by in Norway. A law. Le- illegal. Yeah, probably because it's so weird. It is false. Oh. Um, it's not illegal to die there, but residents are required to move to the mainland once they become elderly. Wow. So it's, you know, they're trying to prevent people from dying yeah, on the um, island. Sorry, man. You're, uh, <laughs> you're going to have to Can you imagine that conversation off. with Grandpa? Uh, <laughs> you're now elderly. Yeah. It's, it's time I, to pack up your stuff. I love it here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one right. more. Do I have one more? Um uh, okay, one more. Let's see. Because you, you have here 13. All right. I'm at a whopping yeah, six. Yeah, well, <laughs> these... Okay. Uh, bodies buried without coffins contaminate groundwater. Oh. True. False. Uh-huh. All right. uh, it's The water happens way down further. Here's the last... I got two wrong, and these last two I got wrong. Okay. Uh, the term mortician was invented as part of the funeral industry PR campaign. Sure. Yeah, it true. was. It's true. Uh, the word was conceived that. as a replacement for, any guesses? No. Undertaker. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then so this... Kind of softening the, the language a little? Yeah, I okay. guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sanitation engineer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right? Right. All right, last one. Cremains are the same as ashes. Cremains. I never have heard that. So let's say true. Uh, is false. Cremains aren't just burned; they're also pulverized. Oh. Yikes! To so truly make sure that make sure. And I have heard that in, in, as a pastor uh, talking with um, you know funeral directors. They've yeah. they've talked. I've, I asked a funeral director. I said, "Are you going to be cremated or buried?" And he's just like, "All oh, buried, hundred percent." He's like, "I've I've been a part of the." the cremation process and it is not pretty and wow. he's like I, I i just won't be i can't do it interesting yeah which you know which is interesting because um because a, a lot of people are preferring to be um cremated today yep. and um 
but to hear from a funeral director that he's like, nope, no way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was like, we, oh. we think that that's better for the environment. Yeah. I've heard uh-huh. uh, that that isn't necessarily the case. It's and not, you're yeah. You're not taking up that space, so right. to speak, but the process isn't Well, the fuel good. that that it's required uh, it is, is, yeah, it's So probably, I think you're, um, let the land... Yeah, there's some mushrooms or some things that mm-hmm. you can kind of mm-hmm. be covered in. And there's a them. lot of new things they're coming out with that's more, um, yeah, earth friendly. Yeah, um, you know, again, you can turn into compost. You yep. can just return to the earth. Um, you know, man, it is interesting I mean, about the groundwater. Like, yeah, you know, well, that's like why you think, and now it's like, well, now you know, with embalming stuff in you, it, you probably are. Yeah, you know, um, contaminating the groundwater. Yeah. Like, I, so it's just it's weird. Like, mm. I want to know where the embalming thing when that started. Yeah, um, and, and how that that came to be. I, I think mm. that's all fascinating. Again, so future future topics. Yeah. Future so we're podcasts. digging into death. Um, no biggie. You know. Um, you know. <laughs> no biggie. <laughs> no biggie. Well, before we do, we like to uh, have another segment, and this is uh, one of our top seen, read, heard. Yes. We we did bring it back, I think, a couple podcasts ago, but hadn't done it for quite a while, a couple episodes ago. So what what have you seen? What have you read? Um, what have you heard? Well, um, I have uh, I've read a lot. Yeah. Um, you got a, you got I, a list been, here. I've been busy um, getting back into reading. I've been uh, reading a lot of fiction. And normally, Greg, I read nonfiction. Yeah. Um, but um, Just, is that purposeful? It or? is purposeful. I'm I'm uh, going back to a story that I um, had been writing, a, a fiction story um, about close to twenty years ago, um, and I put it down, and then I've picked it up again, and I'm gonna try and finish it. Uh, and it's a, it's a it's like a teen young adult. Um, uh, story uh, and it's uh, I just kind of fell after reading Stephen King. He's yeah. like read the market, you know, read you know, get in there and, and read read it. See what's so, out there. Interesting. So I've read a couple of young uh, teen teen uh, fiction books that uh, were awesome. Okay. Uh, so there's um, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl by Jesse Andrews, and Swim the Fly by Don Kalame, uh, uh, and I was just laughing uh out loud through both of these uh they're just they were just hilarious really and i i had such a good time with them and um so is that young adult lit is that what mm-hmm, that young adult okay. lit um it, really i think it's actually teenage is okay. the way it's cataloged um but those were the top two that came up when yep. i googled and it and just grabbed them i just grabbed them nice. and they were fast reads um and just you know good guy humor um <laughs> And yeah, it, it, I just I didn't uh, I didn't realize how much fun that read was going to be. So they, cool. those are both good. That's great. And then I'm currently reading uh, a non um, a, a fiction and a nonfiction uh, two, by two authors on your guest list. Okay. I'm reading uh, Uncommon Type by Hon- Tom Hanks and Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. So Uncommon Type Type is some stories, um, some fiction stories that Tom Hanks uh, has written, and they're um, those are you know it's it's been really good you, you forget that it's tom hanks you know yeah. writing it um, cool. and actually uh, there's at times when i'm reading it and i'm like how does tom hanks know about these things hmm. um there's like a story about surfing there's of course there's a story about um about war um and then it makes me think of saving private ryan but yeah there's some there's some really uh it's just a collection of stories sure uh so that's what i'm reading uh what are you reading 
So um, I, I try to have a little bit of both, but I'm not very good between the fiction and the nonfiction. Uh, I, I kind of focus on one and mm-hmm. then flip-flop to the other. I'm not – I'd love to have more time, but I, I don't. Yeah. And so – to have a couple going at the same time, like, huh, what's going on with these characters? What's happening with that? So uh, I try to stay with one. Um, but that being said, uh, I am a Vince Flynn fan. Have you read any Vince Flynn? I have not read okay. any Vince Flynn. Okay, well, we'll have Flynn. to talk about him sometime. He actually is a Minnesota author. He's passed away. And I raise that because um, they've done the his, – his name still sells the books, but now okay. Kyle Mills – is the individual who is actually writing them. And I've gone back um, to where uh, Kyle had first started to write. They, I don't know when Vince died. I think it was cancer. And so he picked up this book, and I'm reading that particular one um, before now. He has some, some newer ones that he's got out. So I'm reading the Vince Flynn, Mitch Rapp. Uh, it's just a spy kind of one of the James Bondy type things. I love spy so, spy stuff. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. Um, but the nonfiction went back to, it's actually uh, an 06, I think, though I put it out on Google and it says 08. But I'm looking at the speed of trust, uh-huh. the one thing that changes everything. Uh, prompted by um, just my interest at work as well as some of our podcasts, the things that have come up, my trigger was really about trust. If you go all the way back to when we mm. did superheroes, mm-hmm. I was Wolverine. Don't know how it was Wolverine, but it was about <laughs> trust. And this is about um, trust comes from character and competence. It comes from um, when you when the the speed of trust goes down. Um, when trust goes down, so is speed going down, and it costs more. Mm. Or the opposite, when your trust goes up, this it go, comes quicker and then it doesn't cost as much. So it, it's something to just sit and pause on. And I read this actually quite lengthy book about it. it it's by Stephen Covey. Um, and it was an interesting read for lots of reasons. Yeah, on my shelf, but I don't know. I think I've read it in bits and parts during seminary, but I don't think I've ever read it straight through. Yeah, so... Huh. The one thing that changes everything, and apparently it's a yeah. it's a big thing in my own life. So that yeah. was just an interesting thing to process a little bit. Um, so that's that's what I'm reading. How about um, have you seen something lately? I have started a new Netflix series. Okay, uh, and it was recommended to me by my older brother Kevin. So shout out to him. Uh, it is one of the most terrifying things I've ever watched on Netflix. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been told that the first episode is by far the scariest and it gets less scary but still suspenseful um and, and its moments at times. It's called The Haunting of the Hill House. Okay. Uh and it's it's very good but so, uh, horror? I mean what's so scary? Yeah. What? It kinda you know, ghosts and um you know things that jump out okay. and disturbing, you know, images, um, but mostly just really, um, really intense <laughs> suspense. Okay. And um, I, I just like I remember I started it by myself, and um, I couldn't I couldn't continue by myself after the first five minutes. Wow. I was just like <gasps> I, I can't I can't breathe, you know. Yeah. And so and I'm glad that I stopped. And then. Um, uh, my wife and I we we watched it the other night and um, it, it was 
It was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm not, you're not but, convincing me, though. Yeah, there, I know. Is it based on this? The um, Shirley Jackson's the Shirley novel. Shirley Jackson. Yes, it okay. is based on it. I don't know how much it follows it, but it's based on that. And because uh, she also wrote, uh, do you know the, her short story, The Lottery? Uh, no. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, you, it's a short story. You you could probably just find it online. Yeah. Check that one out. Well, <laughs> but I'm told that uh, the first episode is by far the scariest, okay. and it actually takes some interesting turns that you wouldn't expect, um, and it's done really well. So um, I've just I've heard my brother, you know, he's like, you'll really like it. It's really good. Um, but when I said, like, man, that first episode, like, I was, you know um, – <laughs> just I like, couldn't breathe, yeah. you know, and and, uh, so, and and he's just like, no, no, it's it's totally worth it. But yeah, that keep, first episode is well. Yeah. So if there's a listener out there wanting to send us a you, tweet, let, yeah. let us know. And, and if you like see. a good scare, you got to check it out. Um, and and uh, I'm I'm I'll probably check in and and when I finish it, okay. and let you know how how it went from there. All right, so that's what I'm well, watching. Well, completely. Not that. Um, <laughs> what I've seen lately, I, um, Karen and I went to Harriet. So this is the true life story, right? Yeah. One of those about uh, Harriet Tubman and the Underground Railroad and just her story. I didn't, I didn't really know it um, besides some things that are sort of common out there that people know about her and the Underground Railroad. So sure. it, just her family and what she had to go through and the uh, – the ton of miles that she um, went on her own and then goes back numerous times to bring family members and other people. And it's just, it's that whole piece too on taking, taking this, what you've read or what you think that you know, and now putting it um, on the screen. So um, powerful. I'd recommend it if you're, if you're looking for a movie along those lines, Harriet. Harriet. How about lastly, what do, have you heard something lately? Um, yeah, I have. Um, I have uh, tried a couple of different podcasts, okay. trying to As find we do trying to yep. find some that to talk about. Um, and uh, I finished up Spooked season three. All right, uh, more on the theme of uh, needing a good a good scare, and uh, it did not disappoint. Uh, some really good ones in there, uh, and uh, I found this one called the one you feed. Uh, the, and the title caught my eye of the episode Post Traumatic Church Syndrome, hmm. which was interesting. Um, somebody, I, I've already, of course, forgotten um, what the, who, who, the, who the book was. I think Riley, something like that, the author Riley, Reba Riley, maybe. Um, anyway, it was good. Um, and uh, I like the premise of the show. Um, you know, you got two two choices. You know, you can feed the negative, or you can feed, hmm. you know, yeah, the the, like the other. And um, and I I just thought that was really a great a great concept. So, so I've done similar. Always looking for just what's out there, what's popular, what could be good fodder, uh, and not good fodder, huh. but interesting to mm-hmm. me uh, is Gimlet offers uh, stories. So I've talked about the horror of Dolores Roach a little bit. I've talked about Sandra. I've talked about Homecoming. Uh, And now, from Gimlet, Mother Hacker. So Mother Hacker is... um, They're they're short. At least they've been short so far. Ten minutes. A couple of those besides the kind of promo. Ten minutes, twelve minutes, and it's this mother who... uh, 
is on the phone and she's trying to get out of paying her mortgage or something and she's got uh, a baby crying not a live baby but uh, you know using a different phone behind her sound effects and whatever and I can't get to the phone right now I can't pay that bill and she's crying and weeping and she's basically playing the mortgage company and like okay you can have an extension whatever Uh, and essentially then this gets spun around and I don't want to reveal because I want you Mm -hmm. to listen to it but um, she ends up on the so she's doing this and she ends up on the flip side of that and uh, it's given an opportunity to uh, take her skill set to a whole different level and right now there are only a couple out there but um, super interesting because I like that we've talked about a little bit before sort of those old storylines where uh, we're acting right and they have sound effects and all those things but it's uh, via a podcast that so, yeah no i love that mother I, hacker we, good i'm gonna see check you, it out because you, that you know we Gimlet. had what was the what was the one from ginlet that we both were hooked on homecoming yeah you know um and i haven't found anything quite as, no. as riveting as that well one. and they stopped a little because then they made it into the television show and yeah. gone down that path right but, cool so yeah take take a lesson yeah very cool well thanks yeah Okay. All right, so what's the podcast now for this evening's well, uh, fodder, and how did you come across it? So tonight, listeners, uh, the pod fodder is Terrible Thanks for Asking is the name of the podcast, uh, and uh, this is uh, hosted by Nora McKierney, and um, it's uh, I, I was uh, told of it um, as I was in a time of uh, tremendous grief, and um, a friend of mine um, knows this host uh, and said, you really should check out her podcast. Um, and uh, it's kind of the based on if someone were to ask her how she's doing, she would say, terrible, thanks for asking. Yeah, I love that, that title. Honest, honest response. Yeah. Um, and so uh, recently had uh, uh, another um, really tough death uh, in in my life. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, 35 uh, years old, a mother of three, uh, we've known for uh, 20 years or so. Uh, she uh, she died unexpectedly um, after going through what we all thought was just kind of a, a health um, some health problems that would be overcome, um, and uh, and she died. And it's uh, it was it was it's agonizing. Yeah. You know, um, that kind of death, that kind of loss, and uh, just felt like we might be overdue to do a show about uh, how to how to cope with with death. And so I found uh, I started listening to Terrible Thanks for Asking and came across this episode called It Just Happens, which I think just uh, perfectly summarizes what what death is. It, yeah. it just happens. Uh, and so this particular episode is uh, her interview with um, the uh, the father of a child who died, uh, his, his two-year-old Jason and Stacy's uh, daughter Greta uh, was two years old. Um, she was hanging out um, on a on a bench, and um, a brick inexplicably crumbled eight stories above and fell onto her head, and she died. Uh, and it's uh, so the the way that the, the the it just says there are things like the death of a child that are unimaginable. Actually, we'd mostly just prefer not to imagine them. But for some people, like Jason and Stacy, that thing is their reality. Sometimes it just happens, whether we want to imagine it or not. 
So, um, I know that's, uh, you know, a heavy, heavy thing, but I found the episode um, to be extremely helpful in talking about grief and talking about what's uh, what's healthy um, for your grief. And I found it, yeah, just to kind of be a, um, a you know, a solid uh, solidarity uh, kind of experience. Uh, I don't have um, a death of a child experience uh, per se, but, you know, a couple of unexpected uh, deaths that have been really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, kind of just looking at, uh, well, how, what do you do? And how do, how do you, what, what, you know, how do you respond? And right. uh, um, what kinds of things uh, can you expect to have happen in your, in your, you know, res, uh, feelings? Um, and what do you do with that? So, so that was uh, that's the impetus behind uh, terrible. Thanks for asking. It just happens from August twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen. Highly recommend the listen if you've had any significant loss in your life. I think you'll find it really, uh, to, you'll really resonate with it. Um, so um, you know, kind of, um, I you know, I've so there's the lead in. I'm kind of just curious. You know, I'm a pastor. I deal with death frequently. Um, you know, through uh, meeting with families and, you know, lots of different people, you know, carrying their grief. Um, I'm kind of curious for you, Greg, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what kinds of things, you know, stood out to you as you listened to this episode? Well, that we say stupid things would <laughs> be number one. Mm-hmm. So no matter what we're struggling to try to find words, um, we think that uh, I actually dug this out four out of ten think that the card will express the best mm. words that that are possible and and they probably do because we don't have any and we we say dumb things and one was said to this man uh it was well at least you can have more children right and like oh uh, my gosh yeah uh and, and yet he was very gracious yes, about it he said you know what she was there she brought us hot dish she was and so that was the one huge takeaway is that this guy's something special i mean i don't know if he thought as as much but his marriage continues Mm -hmm. uh he's had another child and he he talks that's that's the end but he talks about we wanted to have another child when we were ready to have another child for that child not to replace this other one like i don't know if anything could be much more wise than that yeah he said something along the lines of we had that child for for the life rather than because we experienced death yes uh which i think is you know um yeah just uh, very very admirable in the sense of because you don't want that that child then to carry you know this incredible Mm. expectation to fill the void that this other you know um that that you know their their sibling you know basically you know heaped on on them um but you know that he's he's just he want wanted this child yeah. for this child so like this this man amazing um so that resonated with me um j- just their story as a whole and talking about especially with a 2 year old i again it doesn't matter how old i i imagine when i'm old Mm-hmm. And my my kids, I hope I'm blessed enough to live. I'm lucky enough to live a long, long time, and they are as well. But it, if it were that way, where yeah. I am having to bury my child, like I cannot imagine. And so he's only been with this this daughter for two years. And so he talks about we go back. We had to go back into the hospital 
that we had just two years mm-hmm. prior to left with her. And all those firsts, we start with these are all going to be things because they've never been a parent before. Everything right. is brand new. And now the firsts are different. It's in reverse. This will be the first time I go home without my daughter. This is the first time he mentions, oh, talk about gut-wrenching, where he talks about there she had just written in chalk on their mm. steps. And now we're walking over that to return to the house without her. I'm like, ah, man. Uh, I know. I just know. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, the, the... But he's, he talks about the value of the mundane and just having your brain not have to do anything and think that hard. Just do the mindless, the meaningless, the inconsequential where we think like, are you kidding? This is what we're worried about. And like, that is awesome. What was <laughs> right. my time with that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the mundane brain. I, I love that because experiencing that firsthand, you know, having, um, having my dad die simultaneously as I started a new job. And, um, you know, it was just such an odd experience to have, you know, um, basically have my heart in, in two, two different, totally different places, but how I really, you know, was grateful for, you know, all these new tasks. Um, at the time I, I was, it was like, I felt like a zombie, um, but yet I also needed to rely on mundane brain to just, you know, give me something to focus yeah. on to, to get going. Right. And, you know, I, that probably w- was uh, was huge for my my healing and grief was, you know, a, a reliance on on the mundane tasks that. Yeah. You know, then you encounter stress in the mundane world and you're like, I can't believe I'm freaking out about Correct. this little thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, yeah, like you said, like you need it, you know, you need a break in the mundane world. Mm-hmm. So he talks also about, uh, I thought, found it interesting that the grief is ours and ours alone. So he mentions Stacy's his wife. She had uh, Greta obviously growing inside her. Um, and she's had this relationship as a mother does with, with a child. You have a different relationship as a father. Uh, and how they both have that loss, but he needed to work through his grief. And I think this is one of the main reasons why marriages would get torn apart, because you're dealing with your own and you're needing some help. But that person that you're closest with, she's dealing with her own and, mm-hmm. and, and vice versa. And the anger, we just got done with angry fodder. But this is this was he talks about being visceral. He talks about it. You know what? I just needed to scream. I I hate happy families. He says. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. I, I that makes sense. Yeah. The rage. The rage that he needed to get out. Right. And being able to fight through his own grief, and then he he says, "Oh well, Stacy was do- screaming and yelling in the car as well." And then they had something yeah. to talk through and and work through and talk about. Yeah, he had this quote that I think sums it up perfectly. Um, you know, in a world where things make sense, anger doesn't belong. Yeah, and that really resonated with me. Where, um, yeah, when when again the the rugs pulled out from you and it doesn't make sense, and you're asking why and why now, and you know, um, if you don't ex- ever experience senselessness and and that kind of thing yeah anger is kind of unreasonable yeah yes yes (laughs) you know but it's it makes perfect sense to rage and to scream and you know um when when you you kind of have just been blindsided and and not to have to apologize oh i'm sorry this is what's going on this is what happened no one's going to scrutinize you're like just 
all emotion. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. it's probably you know the equivalent of then just having the good cry, so to speak. You like you just gotta right. get it out of you. Yeah, I think, and I think you know, anger uh, typically is kind of that. You know, you, you turn you turn your nose up at, and you're thinking, oh, anger is really wrong and um but in grief it's so necessary um to to make sure that if you have it you you get it out yeah um and and that it's 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 healthy it is they also talked about um writing a letter to they called it a dead person and they he liked that language i'm not sure Mm -hmm. if i like that or not but i do understand the the value of having your brain process that and get mm-hmm. it down and and say those words because you you don't have that oppor- you you that opportunity was taken from you right so this gives you something concrete uh to be able to to write that down and and to say he he did not want to give more power to this randomness he he talks about i will i will not do that it was it was a random thing i'm not right. going to um, ascribe anything more to it than the randomness of it. Um, again, so wise to be saying that he then has his son Harrison. Like we wanted Harrison, and we look at Harrison as my son. Right. Greta was my daughter, and those are those are two right. separate individuals. Yeah, he wasn't gonna ascribe a meaning or uh, or give it some kind of symbolism of why it happened. Yes. You know, and, and that's where the title comes from. You know, the 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 answer to why it just happens. Yeah, and and the answer to you know what does this mean? Nothing. It's yeah. meaningless. It's random. Do not it, it, sit there and try. Don't to figure it out. Figure it it out. just happens. Yeah, it just happens. Oh, but I can't do that. <laughs> I know. I know about myself no. that I I cannot do that. It's a no. big struggle. It is. It um, is. It, it's um, it, it's also the the one other thing I wanted to mention was because. My schooling and a lot of us that are around the similar age um, were were raised with the five stages theory of grief. So, and that, while that's my upbringing, that that's old. Like that began in the '60s. So this is that denial and anger and bargaining and depression and then acceptance as as if it's this cycle. And you do the one, and you move into the other. Like right. and we've nope. learned that that's yeah. not the case. Mm-mm. You yeah. might. Well, first of all, the grief is never going to go away. Right. We just acknowledging that, and I think that's not always the case. But acknowledging that it will never go away, it will just be different. Right. Um, but I I could go into anger and then to denial and then to acceptance for a little while, and then something will trigger me, and I go back into then anger. And it yeah, isn't it's not just linear. Work through it, it's not linear. And and uh, the best book that I have read on grief is called "It's Okay That You're Not Okay." Um, you know, uh, understanding what is it? Meeting meeting your grief in a culture that doesn't understand, uh, by Megan Devine, and she she talks about how when the when those five stages came out, uh, they were you know kind of misinterpreted or um, you know they weren't meant to be this linear. You move from this to this to this. Yeah. Um, but you know these are the thing, all the things that you're experiencing, um, and uh, and I just found that book really helpful. Uh, it's okay, you're not okay. Um, in in the sense of um, yeah, she talks about it is your own grief. Mm-hmm. You knew the person uniquely. And so your grief is going to be different than the next person. Um, there's nothing wrong with you if that grief continues longer than six months, yeah. um, you know, and that kind of thing. And, and how the culture has formed us to be really poor mm-hmm. at handling grief uh, and, and believing a lot of myths and, and 
and you know um giving too much weight to perceptions and right uh and so that that was you know i think i think it is uh there are there's definitely some really good advice and there's some really bad advice mm-hmm. on how to handle and your I, grief and i think that's the we need to seek that out we need to be there rather than offer those things like give a card then if yeah. if that's what what right. you feel like you need to do but yeah show up you know show up show exactly up. i like that just, just show, show up, up and be there um and continue to be there because it is going to take a lot of time and um you got to let the the person the grief is is his or hers alone yeah and i think you know going back to what you started with you know we say a lot of stupid things uh and that's true there's there's a million things you can say that are wrong and very few things you can say that are 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 right um but you know i i do I, i did really like how he was gracious and saying we don't know what to say and you you just know that you know, most times the intention is pure and trying to provide comfort and you, you blow it. Um, and hopefully you learn how to be okay with, you know, silent, um, accompaniment and just being there and, you know, maybe a hug, um, maybe just, uh, you know, a shoulder, uh, or just being there. And, and that can be, you know, difficult, but, um, to extend grace when somebody just, they blew it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they were thinking, "What am I going to say? What am I going to say? Don't say this. Don't say this." And then they said yeah, it, and then, and then they're exactly kicking themselves. And instead of you know heaping even more on them, uh, just it, it's all right, yeah. you know. Um, I I know that you mean well, and and that kind of thing. So yeah, um, yeah, it was a fantastic um, episode, and I think she's got a lot of other good stuff out there. This was the one we focused on, and. I uh, encourage you to check it out and, uh, and again, maybe pick up a, a book um, on, on grief, uh, find a friend, uh, know that it, it happens, doesn't mean you have to understand it um, at all, uh, and uh, I, I certainly don't, and I've been around it a lot, and it, continue, it continues to hit me, and, um, you know, and I just, I've learned how to lean into it mm. rather than away from it. And and let it do its thing. Uh, let the grief do its thing, and um, and and find some people to to share it with. So, uh, so that's our episode for today. Thank you for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter at Gregory Heineke and at Good Godfather. Um, I also have a blog uh, that I wrote a book review on uh, Megan Devine's book. I'll see if I can figure out a way to paste that into the, get a link into our, uh, show notes, uh, or from, tweet it uh, out or, or tweet it out. Right. Yeah. Um, follow us. For at those of you that are following Godfather podcast or hashtag fodder time or hashtag fodder. Head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought, uh, you know, for all those loved ones that, uh, you're missing that you wish were here with you, Uh, I let uh, Pink Floyd take us out uh, with Wish You Were Here. Thanks for listening.